Hey, welcome to episode 12 of the Big Red Dram. I am your humble host, Jason Langer. As always, thank you for stopping by, uh, what, week two of the mandatory quarantine and uh, <laughs> running through social media. See, people are just tearing through their whiskey collections. It's kind of funny. Um, I mean, it is and it isn't, right? It's sad that we have to drink all this, but what else are we going to do? Um, put a... Uh, little questionnaire a little poll if you will out on facebook this morning uh on the single malt scotch whiskey group that i'm a part of on facebook asking them kind of what they thought uh, a good bottle would be for me to talk about today um, primarily because it was couldn't just really couldn't decide for myself what it was i wanted to talk about um i wanted to get off of the island of isla for a little bit and talk about some of the other different whiskeys i have and um so i threw out about six different ones that I have, and Glenn Farkless 105 uh, was the clear-cut winner, and um, I kind of hoped it would be. I had been debating about exactly when I wanted to talk about the 105, because um, it does have a very special place in my heart. Um, it it kind of changed my life a little bit, and it changed my outlook on whiskey and the thing, the 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 level of depth and the range of emotion that a dram can evoke. Um, the 105 just for me, well, it was sold to me by my uncle who said that it would alter my dimension. It would alter, it would would alter dimensions for you. It would, uh, it would take you to a new dimension. And when we were tasting this a couple years ago, um, we did a tasting, which I'll tell you about here in a few minutes. And it really did. It, it may be because it's a 60 proof. It, uh, that it's a 60 ABV, sorry, it's 120 proof. Um, it might have been in the realm of, or in the order with which we were tasting it at that time, um, or so I thought until I had it again recently once I got my own bottle. Um, I noticed that it it did, it took me someplace that I wasn't prepared to go, um, but was happy to go there. Glenn Farkless 105 is an interesting, um, it's a core range bottle, it's an interesting bottle in the fact that it's just, it's literally just uh, rocket fuel <laughs> in the sense that it will just, it, it blows your head up. It's, it's incredible. Um, when I tasted it for the first time, my uncle Ted, who um, is kind of my guru, my sensei, my um, professor of whiskeys that he and I discuss whiskey. It's a common bond between the two of us that we share with this love of scotch that we have. I kind of, he was always a McAllen man and I kind of got him out of that and into more, some more Isla and some more smokier whiskeys, um, which helped expand his mind and expand his palate. And in return, he and I always tend to, um, discuss whiskeys and talk about different things that we've tried and he's always brings something up or that he's tried recently with some of his local friends that he drinks whiskey with um, and thinks that I would enjoy. And he's been batting a thousand in that category. And same goes for me. If there's something I've tried that I've enjoyed, I've steered him towards it. And I think I'm batting 800. I think there might have been one or two misses in there. But um, I brought when I went to Scotland, I brought him a bottle of the Ardbeg Supernova Committee release 2015. Um, as kind of a thank you for his encouragement and assistance when we went there. And um, 
he that's one of his favorite bottles and it's and it's indeed one of mine but i'll get to that one down the road um but when we went and visited with him he and i sat in his library in his in his room in one of his rooms and we just had a sampling or tasting of, of some of the whiskeys that he has and the mccallan 83 which is his his he bought a case of it back in the day he still has a few that is like his go-to bottle that is one of his pride and joy bottles um a glenn farkless 21 uh, a glendernach uh, 15 um the mccallan cast strength which i believe was the one i sent him i'm not sure but that you can't find that one anymore and then the glenn farkless 105 uh was the anchor brought it in uh, at the end of that tasting and by the time we got to it yes it had altered my reality um the Glen Farkless 105 is one of those very unique, very complex whiskeys that every time I nose it, every time I taste it, I get something different. And when I first tried it um, a long time ago, um, it just it blew my head off with the nose. Um, it was literally mostly ethanol, um, but it was a pleasant ethanol. It wasn't kind of like that E.H. Taylor that I first had when I first nosed it, where it just kind of zapped my head and completely destroyed me. It was more intense than that. It was more in, um, involving than that. Um, it really kind of pulled me in, and it said, hey, look, you're mine now, bitch. And I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I really enjoyed where it took me. Um, when I first tasted it back, I guess it was, I think, four years ago now, um, I said, I wrote, these are my notes too. I wrote that the bold, intense, powerful, let it linger and you will not be disappointed. It'll buzz your brain. And then I put an asterisk on her and I said, holy shit, the linger will hurt you. <laughs> um, the finish is long and wild. This will take you to a new dimension. Um, and it, it was true. It's true. Every, every bit of it. And the best part about it was once I picked up my own bottle, I brought it home and poured myself an ounce um, a little more than a dram but i i poured myself some in my uh glen karen gl glass and i just sat there and nosed it for i don't know 20 minutes or so and i was just getting raisins and fig and all of these interesting little sweet candy like notes out of it um the palate was still just it, it was still mind altering um the nose was still of course mind melting uh, and the finish lingered and it was, it just hung out and it was, it just, it brings back these wonderful memories of that moment that I sat with my uncle Ted and we sat and drank these whiskeys and bonded and had that time together. Um, he's my dad's older brother and he's someone that I look up to and, um, it's, it's nice to be able to share some things like this with him because that was kind of the foot in the door with him. To where we could get a, a common ground and grow a relationship with and it was interesting how whiskey was kind of that enabler and why again another reason why i'm putting like the whiskey the wheat and whiskey club together and in the big red room i do this podcast and kind of you know do all of these things is because of my experience and how that helped grow a relationship well what's to say that whiskey can't do that with other people and it has it, it's it's grown my relationship with my very dear friends that we went to Kentucky with, with Olaf, Brant, and John. And it, it's, it's growing a relationship with people in my community, old friends and new, my good friend, Sean Odell, Doc Odell. It's a common bond he and I share with single malts. Um, these things can, this little yellow ribbon of whiskey, which is to quote Jim McCune, ties a lot of people together 
And the Glenn Farkas 105 has that special place in my heart because it really solidified, it tied the knot, if you will, um, in my relationship with my Uncle Ted because it really did expand my reality. It really did bring me to another place. It brought me to um, the realization that whiskey can be complex yet simplistic in how it is approached and how it is appreciated, but it will always, always, always challenge you, um, whether it be American whiskey or it be Scottish whiskey, any whiskey will always challenge you because there's always new things. There's always something different about it. There's always something new you will find, whether it be a dram you've had a hundred times or if it's your first or second a sampling of it, you will always experience something new with each and every one to a point that it it, it makes whiskey that just that much more interesting. It's that much more exciting and that much more fun to to collect and to enjoy, not to collect and look at. So, you know, I, I that I don't collect bottles to look at them. I collect them to drink them. I just take a long time because I don't want them to go away. You know, I don't want them to disappear. Um, I try to fall in love with ones that I can get constantly which or consistently, which is like the Glen Farkas 105. And even still, <laughs> you know, it, it's 80 bucks a bottle. It's expensive. Um, you don't want to polish these things off quickly, but, you know, to each their own. There's no wrong way to enjoy whiskey. Um, today I'm going to use actually a different Glencairn glass. Um, I've had the Glen Farkless in a standard Glencairn uh, each and every time I've had it. So I'm going to, I went out and bought a Quapita. Now I went and did that because I'm trying to expand my um, toolkit, so to speak, uh, by getting different um, stemware too to drink whiskey out of, just so I have the experience of doing it with different glasses. Um, I know I have added this one and the other one that I bought from Angel's Envy to my collection now. So I have a couple and the, the one from Angel's Envy is kind of like a Glen, a wider, bigger Glencairn. I think I talked about it uh, when I did the Orphan Barrel Forged Oak episode. Didn't get a very good cork pop out of that. Oh, not going to, but I'll get, there you go. Boink. Um, I really got to get better at pouring this in. Oh, I poured a lot. That's going to kick my ass. <laughs> uh, can't put it back now. Um, I don't know what it, when you get a little drip on the side of your bottle, I like rub it on my gums. I think I saw someone do that in the Miami Vice episode a hundred years ago with cocaine when they were tasting it on the TV show. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Not that I condone that kind of thing. The, um, I did bring up a traditional Glencairn too, to, um, compare the two. And I'll tell you that the, um, opening for the Copita is not as wide as the Glencairn. And with that glass I bought from Angel's Envy, that looks like a wider Glencairn. It does, it's a lot like the Norland glass where the wider it gets, the kind of more aeration it gets and the more, um, the less ethanol you get, more nosing you get out of it, more, you know, actual aromas you get. But the Copita is one that a lot of whiskey enthusiasts use or a similar style of Copita. I've noticed that um, I was watching Derek from Bunahaven on his live uh, tasting that he did, that Bunahaven did actually recently, just last week. Um, 
on Friday, and he was he had a similar stemmed nose and glass. It was really tall and not as um, bulbous at the end. And I've seen others like Jim McCune use a similar Capita style stem glass, but it had more of a traditional Glencairn body to it. I haven't found that one just yet. <clears throat> but the um, the Copita does concentrate the aromas right into your nasal cavity. And as usual, the Glen Franklis 105 just completely eviscerates my nasal passage. Um, and not in a negative way. It really just kind of tackles it and, and really pounds it. And it's pretty, it's really... Um, I don't want to say assault is the right word, but it just channels it. It funnels it into your nasal cavity a little more aggressively than a standard Glencairn. Uh, but it is. Right there, went right to the back of the head. <laughs> that is just, it's great. God, I love nosing this. I love nosing this tram. Because depending on how you do it, it will it you can allow it to just completely just blast the back of your head, just tickle the nasal passage, or lift off a little bit and pick up those raisins and that fruit, the dried grapes, which is raisins, um, the fig, the ah. Uh, some vanilla in there it's just uh it's just it's it's like i said every time i come to this it's something else and i really should write these things down but it'll clear passages and the initial palette <laughs> the initial palette it's fruity. It's got those, the, uh, it's got like almost, I don't want to say wine, but it's got this like, I just cannot get away from the raisins. It's got like these, it's like uh, um, the California raisins, the um, Sunkist, Suncoast. The, uh, it's just got a raisiny taste to it. It smells like raisins. It's got some fruit, some grape, some, um, some buttered toast to it. Uh, uh, it's just, it's very, it's, it's delicious. It is, it's just, it's simply um, just a delicious dram. Uh, for as powerful as it is at a 60%, you don't, um, you don't, you don't think it's going to be have some delicateness to it as, that it does. Um, but if you let it linger and you chew on it, it will eliminate what little... I mean, it'll just it'll eliminate any doubt as to the, the alcohol content because it just explodes. It explodes in your mouth um, and just completely just takes control, takes over. <laughs> and again, again, none of that is in a bad... It's a bad thing. It's not in a bad way. It's just... Uh, it's just such a good dram. Anyway, Glen Farkless is a uh, Speyside distillery in the highlands of Scotland. Um, 
actually been owned and operated by the grants of Glen, of Glenn Farkless for man what about 155 years now. Um, just tremendous single family ownership. Uh, again, a lot like kind of Kilholman is um, beginning to be. This has been going on for almost 155 for a little over 155 years now. Um, just a phenomenal story, phenomenal um, vision that the distillery has had for almost six generations now so tremendous aged range um, they got 10 12 15 17 21 25 30 and 40 year um, beautiful picture on their website too so you can see how the colors change over the course of the um, aging process um, some phenomenal non-age statements um, like the 105 the um, the family casks have age statements on them. They just they have some great whiskeys. Um, the family cask range is another range. Um, they, oh geez, you know, I want to say somewhere. Hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, so there was two. There was another unique package that we that I saw a while ago. That was the Ardbeg. Um, was it it was a um was it a violin case or was it just a case um it had a couple of really old bottles in it and a couple of stainless steel sipping glasses it was a really cool concept glenn farkless actually has for a mere hundred and ten thousand pounds sterling that's pounds that's pounds sterling um the it is officially called the glenn farkless the family casks travel trunk it is a trunk that contains, uh, how many friggin' bottles are in this thing? There are 60 trunks worldwide, 60 bottles, and it has, I believe, some book, has a couple of history books in it. It also has some tasting glasses, uh, some coasters, some artwork, um, four tumblers, four nosing glasses, oh, and a water jug, all from Glencairn four slate coasters, three hand-printed and bound leather books. So if there's someone out there that listens to this podcast that really likes me and has an extra 110,000 pounds sterling laying around, um, if that would be shipped directly to my house, I would not complain. <laughs> um, all of the bottles are, I think they're 30 CL or, or 20 milliliter bottles, or 20 CL bottles. Um, but it's like every family cask vintage from 54 until 2003. So that's 60 bottles. That's incredible. Um, there are some weird things out there. Um, oh, and the whiskey exchange was kind enough to say one per customer. I mean, there are goofballs out there that'll buy these things up. I, I, whatever. Um, free delivery—that's a good thing. But that was—that's just something cool that they offer. Um, it's a great distillery from everything that I've read and everything I've heard. I'm not sampled nearly enough of their whiskeys and that's you know shame on me i should have i should um again there's not enough i think money to always get everything that you want but that's the nice thing about their age range and the core range as of a lot of these distilleries is that there's they're out there they're readily available for the most part um so it just takes time and as i've kind of dabbled now into the bourbons to kind of expand my knowledge base some of that money that I would be using normally for single malts is kind of going to bourbons at this point. So it'll, it'll readjust and, and uh, 
um, redistribute accordingly as time goes on. Um, I've got a lot of podcasts still to do, so I'm not quite done with everything I have just yet. So the Glenn Farkless 105, again, one of my favorite, you know, I'm going to score this high. It's a 95 for me, um, just because of its nostalgic purposes and also just how much fun and complex it is. Um, cause again, every time I go back to it, it's, there's something different and it's, it just has a lot of, um, complexity to it. And yet it's so simplistic, um, I guess the complexity just comes from the pop that it has, how it just burns your nostrils and can explode in your mouth. <sighs> and the more you have it, the better it gets. <laughs> ah. Oh, man. You gotta get it. Oh, it's so good. My whole face is going red right now. So if there wasn't anything living virally in my head, it's dead right now. Holy crap. Wow. Oh, that's smooth. Oh, man. Good stuff. So, hey, uh, you know, it was on sale recently. Let me just give you a quick rundown of the old 105 currently is 79.99 at Benny's. um i didn't see it at malloy's but i haven't looked but that's one of those you can use a coupon on it's one of those you can find on sale i know i found mine um i believe it was at the whiskey in the inter, uh, whiskey international.com Yes, whiskeyinternationalonline.com. Um, we got that as a good at a good price, and uh, with shipping, I think it was less than that eighty bucks. I think it was closer to sixty or something. But um, it just had, pays to shop around. So anyway, um, a phenomenal, phenomenal bottle if you can get your hands on one. Um, which, if you're looking to get something interesting and something um, complex in a single malt that will blow your head off take you to a new dimension and has a lot of sherry notes to it a lot of sherry flavoring to it and you're doing a sherry theme tasting put this one at the back put this one on the end um let it be the anchor of your tasting because it will by the time you get to it alter your dimension and take you to a better place i promise <laughs> it is just it's delicious so anyway the glenn farkless 105 uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal bottle. So there you have it. Um, thank you for everyone at the um, Single Malt Facebook group that I'm a part of. Um, I appreciate all of you for taking the time to vote for this one to be the clear winner. Um, single Malt Scotch Whiskey group on Facebook. Um, it was it was fun to kind of put that little poll out there and to see everyone respond to it so quickly. Um, it's a couple hours and it, I think it had 36 or 37 votes for, for the, uh, 31 votes for the Glenn Farkless 105 and the Talisker Portree actually came in close to 26 is number two. So guess what's next? Um, I want to go to the Isle of Skye anyway. So that is going to be Talisker is going to be the next one that I talk about irregardless. So that'll be next week. 
Um, I have between the Portree, the um, Game of Thrones release, and the 18. I have a couple of choices, but I think the Portree is one of my favorite, um, and I'm going to be talking about that next week. So thank you, as always, for coming by and taking a listen, and uh, stay safe out there, stay healthy, and uh, if while you're sitting at home, uh, enjoy whiskey one dram at a time. <laughs>